Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just to me, it's just that it's too much. We're trying to mimic the NBA and with the NBA players instead of just helping kids get successful and get great at whatever they're good at or whatever they need to get better at. Like, master your skill set, master your skills, and become the best version of you and not try to be somebody else. When 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 the, the trainers emulate and mimic the NBA players, is that real? And I'm saying it from the standpoint as most of the players that we work with aren't going to the NBA, you know, being honest. I mean, Maybe a good portion of them may, but in all actually, the top 1% of 1% is going to the league. Are we really setting the kids up for a double snatch between the leg? Hocus pocus move, and they're really not going to be able to apply that to the real game. I mean, no, we're, 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 they're not going to. Most of them are going to the NBA. Like that's just the honest truth. But at the same time, it's like it's the only way that it resonates with the kids is if you say, "Well, such and such did it. You watched the highlight last right, night. Right. So it was all on ESPN. So it's like that's the only way sometimes they get it. So you got to know how to relate to the to to the kids that you're working with. Okay. That hurts though. That hurts the game. It does. Because what they don't realize is and somebody like before we just, yeah. yeah. But we we was watching TV earlier, watching the game, and we're watching James Harden and he's doing what, the Spanish pick and roll? Yeah. That's what they call it. And he didn't do no move. He just wait and just blow by you. And if you stepped up, he made the pass, and yeah. if you didn't he made the layup. But if another trainer is doing that, they driving, they stopping. Hard punch, what they call it, punch, spin, inverted hip toss. There's no time for that in real basketball. But when you teach it, it looks great in the videos. But it's not realistic. And just like we talked about with the jelly thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was the phenomenon. That was the thing a few years ago. And none of the jelly kids are really able to take what they did in high school and AAU to college. It didn't translate. So every kid was doing jelly. Right. Trainers Even in Atlanta? In Atlanta and ATL area? Every, every? The, yo, what? Everywhere in the country, the jelly fan movement. That was the, that's the, that was the biggest yeah. movement. Right. That was and like Dipset. And the reason why I ask is because in New York, it was all over the place. Yeah. Was it the same in California and the West Coast? Did you hear everyone laying up jelly, jelly, jelly? All the time, kids missing simple layups because they wanted jelly. That's crazy. And then we, didn't, we in New York would not have understood how... Impactful that that movement was because no everyone, everyone, everyone behind their head. Yeah, jelly Everything. fam. I'm jelly fam. Kids in China was doing jelly. Wow. <laughs> there was a time when people were acting like that was better than a dunk. Yeah, right. Like you got extra points. Yeah, like, like he didn't even want to dunk. Yeah. Just I was like, what? What's going on? <laughs> That's crazy. Clint, why are there so many trainers? I mean. There's a lot of money in it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money in it. I mean, that's it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And anytime you're gonna have money in something that's it's a profitable industry, you're gonna have a lot of people that have that are gonna lash on to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and parents are gullible. What would be one thing that parents should look out for when they look at, when they're picking a, uh, a trainer? Probably just I don't, I don't want to say resume, but just like. You gotta go and work with somebody and see if it fits you. Mm-hmm. And parents, you just like it's good for parents to be involved. Like know who your kids are working with. Like a lot of these parents are, I mean, especially like an old school parent. Like you know what you know what good basketball is, mm-hmm. and you know what bad basketball is. You know you go to a workout and you see 
a hundred moves, you know that's bad basketball. Mm-hmm. You see no footwork, no basic fundamentals being taught. You you should know like that's a, this isn't gonna help my kid make the middle school team or make the high school team. Like like so why am I like why would I allow my son or my daughter to be taught the game by somebody that's teaching them stuff that's not gonna help them get on the court or even progress to where they're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. French, the phrase scammer trainer has been running rampant throughout the um the internet, Twitter, the Twitter feeds. What's your definition of a scammer trainer? I mean, somebody that just goes on, goes on Instagram and mimics moves basically from people that are unrealistic. Like they're scamming people out of their money. They're running a training service that's non-applicable to game situations. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I mean, Cuffs the Legend was the one who kind of put everybody onto the terminology scammer trainer and right. starting to point it out and everything. You know, you start to look at it. I mean, sometimes it's a joke, you know. Right. Sometimes I'm being facetious. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's something to laugh at, you know. So for everybody that's training, like, it's just a joke. Like, it's not as serious. Like, do your business. Do whatever you do. Like, get your money. Help your kids. Whatever. Like, everybody got a, got a role to play. Mm-hmm. Mark, to piggyback on the scammer training. Uh, I, ho, 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 ho. Let me ask a question before you jump in. Are you ready to jump in both feet? I got the battery. I got the battery. Right. Let's... let's what is the funniest or weirdest thing that you've seen in the training profession since you because you're the, again you're the OG? But it, it was just recent. You know the dude had you know the foot in the tire. Mm-hmm. You know and he's dribbling around with the basketball. That was that went that had to have gone. You know, you know that really must have been something big on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm scared for the kid's safety. Right. I mean, you could tear ACL, uh, MCL, mm-hmm. you know, doing what he was doing. I was just like, why? Mm-hmm. You know, and he was serious. This wasn't like a joke drill. This was like dead ass in the country. <laughs> you know, I don't know if they had shoes on, but they was dribbling that big ass tire. You should be flipping that tire mm-hmm. instead of dribbling that tire. But I think the thing that bothered me the most was, you know, um, like Michael Lancaster, you know, he, okay, I, I will say this. I like Michael Lancaster for for the fact that, you know, he was a deep redo and he said, I'm going to be a trainer and I'm going to study this game and so on and so forth. But I think once he left Gannon Baker and just went on his own tangent and said, you know what, I'm going to create my own language. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change the name of these moves and these, well, I don't call them moves, I call them movements. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to change the name of these movements. And I'm gonna create my own alphabet, basically. You say my own language, my own everything. So I'm gonna get. I got this inverted hip flex, spin move, um, mm-hmm. punch. You know, whatever. I'm like, oh, what's up, mother? Overhand cross. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about a, a spin move? Like, like they try to change spin move to something else. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to change everything. The problem I have is that is when you do that, you erase the history of the game, because that. That between the legs front cross, that killer crossover, mm-hmm. that, was, that Texas two-step, that's Tim Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Tim Hardaway got those concepts from watching Pearl Washington with his in-and-out cross. You know what I'm saying? Um, Rod Strickland was the king of that overhand cross, put that shoulder on you and get that, get that action on you. Mm-hmm. Kyrie does it a lot. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's pops grew up with Rod. That's mm-hmm. his godfather. The moves were taught to him organically. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
But when you have guys changing the name of the culture, nobody goes on a football field and starts saying, well, I'm a football trainer now, and this is not a field goal anymore. This is a butt kick. Mm -hmm. This is a, in hockey, they're not changing the slap shot to a, um, a stick point. Right. Why would you do that in basketball? Who actually come up with this language? That's cute for you and your friends, but don't go globally and say, hey, this is what it is. Because you have a following and it's influencing people and those people are making money off it, but you're messing with our culture and our history. The fact that those same people don't know who, you know, guys like Walt Frazier, they don't know Earl of Pearl Monroe. Right. They don't know Pearl Washington. Right. That's disrespectful. But you got to consider the people that they're being innovative to were born in the mid-90s. Okay, so talk to LeBron James. Right. And he'll tell you who the... He'll what tell year you, is this? this he'll tell you who the top 18, players uh -huh. ever were. He'll tell you the best players ever are the ones that studied the game, studied the greats. And LeBron caught flack. If y'all remember this, he caught flack years ago because... And then Charles Barkley was the one I was hating on. I'm going to call it hate because LeBron said he called ex-players and asked them what they did in certain situations. Right. And Barkley was like, oh, what kind of nonsense is that? You think Michael Jordan called somebody for help or whatever? What was wrong with that? Reach out to your OGs and asking for advice. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and I'm not going to say basketball is a black sport, but it's not. But we have a very vast history in basketball. And when we change the language, take away the moves. from. So, okay, so now if somebody changes the sham god, are we going to sit back and allow that too? No. 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, real, like real talk. All no. these moves these guys are doing are moves that were done in the 80s. Right. There's no, there's no new move. There's no new moves. Because I can, I can pinpoint a move that's being done now. They're talking about, oh, this is that new. Nah. Yeah, because the Eurostep was done in the 60s. But between us. But the crazy, millions of people, like it was done in the sixties. The crazy that was thing about invalidated that back in the sixties. Is Sham God like he'll tell you like I didn't necessarily see anybody do this. This is something I created, I came up with. But we're all human beings, so we all have kind of like the same thoughts, the same thought patterns. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing. It, it, what is it? There's there's not there's no such thing as um, a new idea. Somebody's gonna have the same idea, same thought as you, but it's what they take and do with that idea. Is what makes them that person. You know, you think a uh, 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 dude that came up with the iPad was the first person to think, I just want to have a, a flat computer and I want to be able to do this like a, mm -hmm. like a pad. Mm -hmm. No, you think, you know I mean, Every, there's nothing new under the sun. So he, Sham God took it and it's been a staple in our culture for two decades. So, what? How do we gain it back, the culture, as far as the naming of the, of the different moves and stuff like that? Do, how do we, because there seems to be a big contingent that's believing these certain moves, the inverted, whatever the we case is. We speak was. out. We speak out. We do but then you're a hater, right though, Mark. No, I'm not a hater. I can't hate on something that, I can't hate on something that I love. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love this culture. I love what this did for me. This culture paid for my houses. Right. You know, this this whole, this culture has taken me through school, taken me around the world, made me millions of dollars. Yes. But if you say that in a public forum in today's society, they may be deemed you may be deemed as, as a hater. Am I, am I lying? There you are. I'm lying. So everybody, so everybody, but that, but that's I'm the lying. thing. That's sensitivity. 
everybody's but sensitive. But they are, though. Everybody's sensitive. If we put a tweet out, hold on, Mark. If we put a tweet out right now, da da da, who name, whomever, blank, you're a scammer trainer, he or she is going to feel a certain kind of way. But this saying somebody's a scammer trainer to their face or whatever is like, we clown around about it. Like, we, we chop it up, and we, but we don't just get out there and be like, yo, you. We not being demonstrative like that to people. Like I might, I might, like, <laughs> I might go at, I might go at somebody and be like, "Yo, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that?" Right now, if they get defensive and be like, "What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about." I look at them like, "But okay, I've been you, training you, longer than you've been alive, so you can't really tell me nothing about basketball." But they're gonna deem you a hater. Is what I'm saying, like no. you're hating on the innovation and you're you're, you're stopping. You can't that. innovate on something that's already been made. You can't make a new tire. You can improve upon a tire. You can improve upon it, but it's still called a tire. No, it's called a high cross instead of a, a low cross tire now. Meaning, like they tire. Eat. So we're gonna we're gonna do the sham god swirl. That's your. We're gonna R2 do the inverted sham god. It still says sham god. What is your thoughts on the changing of the words of the of the verbiage in, in basketball training? <laughs> I mean, I could never even bring myself to say some of this stuff, like what? ever, like ever, just because it's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's just, it's just like, like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, man, it's, I can never, I, I, I don't know, like, I mean, I think like Mark said, it's just like, you got to speak out. I mean, we're all being honest. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't mean like they're going to agree with us. Right. They can say we're hating or whatever. But one thing I do know for sure is that, like we talked about being at the McDonald's game, watching the kids play in the scrimmage today, the practices, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And you're able to, you, then you're watching like, okay, you've been working on all this stuff. We've been hearing you, you show, mm -hmm. um, trainers been posting videos. Like, we're not seeing none of that today. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like all that NBA personnel, they don't want to see that either. What do they want to see? They want to see who who's... Who's fundamental? And then, okay, how does your skill set fit within our team? One dribble pull up, two dribble pull up, one change, get to the basket, take the contact, different finishes. Jerry West became the <laughs> right? logo of the NBA because he said, I mastered the one and two dribble pull up. That's all he he didn't have shoot, no crossover. And shoot the ball. Make he it. had no crossover, no hip, no hip toss, no inverted anything. He became the logo. He became the standard of excellence. And how many championships did he win? And he lost mad championship series. Mm -hmm. But he became the logo as the standard of excellence because of the way he carried himself and the way he played the game. Okay. Simple, efficient. Older young man, a 40 plus, 30 plus. And a baby. In the 20s. A baby. So you're, you're the link. You're the missing link. Would you consider the current training as innovative? Hearing and being around older guys, are you guys being innovative? Your era. Yeah, it's definitely innovative. Like, okay. you're definitely trying to do different stuff, like, to, I would say, to keep the... Spice. Not necessarily spice, but, like, you know, like, the, the kids like it, you know, right. for certain people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's different strokes for different folks. Mm -hmm. Like, the kids like it, you know. It keeps them... What did I say? What's the word? Like, you know, like trying to concentrate for so long, like their interest level, you know, like mm -hmm. goes away so fast, I guess. So, mm -hmm. but I mean, to me, like it is what it is. Like, you know, as long as 
you're doing the right thing, like it'll be brought to fruition at a, at a certain point in time. But they don't know what the right thing is because they're growing up in an era where everything's innovative. But if you tell them it's the wrong thing, you're like, hating. I, do, I mean, oh, at the, man, you're not talking about you hate. Like I mean, at said. the same time, like I mean, like for the people that like come up with terminologies and words, like sometimes it may be good, like and sometimes it may be bad, like. It may be how a certain person learns or whatever. Like, it might not be right. They might come across somebody who says something else that's different. That doesn't mean that it's wrong. Like, I'm not getting what Mark's saying. Like, it's hurting the culture. Like, right. it's hurting the game. But it doesn't mean it's wrong just because they're saying it in a different way. It's just like math. Like, different ways to solve the problem as long as you solve the problem. At the end of the day, for me, like, training is like, does it translate to the game? Mm-hmm. And on, for me, like, at the core is like, if we're trying to get ready for high school, okay, well, let's get ready so you could be able to be the best player on the team, or you could be some, you could be productive at the high school level. Can you? We're trying to get ready for college. Let's try to be productive at this level mm-hmm. in the NBA. Like that's what that's what that's, that's that's the focus, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you turn Kyle Kuzma on. Like I don't care about all these dudes because all these dudes that do all these drills and they look all do all this all summer and they get in the game and they can't get their game off. Right. right. So all you've been working on all summer, looking looking cute in these workouts. Like, are you training for likes? Yes. Are we are, yes. are, are, are we training to get our game off in the league? Like, because at the end of the day, like, just keep it real. Like, Kuz go get 40 in the game. Mm-hmm. Go get 40 mm-hmm. in, a, in a real NBA game. He got 40 this year. Right. No moves. There's a lot of guys. You know what I'm saying? He's going to attack you off of, off a of closeout. If you close out short, he's going to hit the jumper. Right. Same he's going to run the floor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He knows his game, and, he, and, and he's able to – he's still adding – you know what I'm saying? He's constantly adding, working on his game, trying to trying to become better with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. You know, pick and roll. He's he showed like last year at the end of the season when they when they put the ball in his hands as a primary ball handler. He showed a lot of good stuff in that area. Mm-hmm. But these dudes, like it's like the people that that are around these players, whether it's high school, college, and NBA, they're feeding them all this stuff. And in the summertime, we're hearing about how great they are. Like, that's why I just sit back and I'm like, okay, all summer you look great at the run. Right. You look great. Playing both defense. You look great to run. Now you can't even go get 15. Right. Because now all you did all summer was work on stuff that your head coach doesn't want to see you do. So they wasted their time? So you wasted your whole summer. Right. If you guys sit down and you watch the boardroom, Andre Iguodala says the same thing. He says a lot of people in the summer, they train for their game. They don't train how their game will help their team, which is what a lot of people don't understand. Is what's your role on this team? How are you going to be good? How are you going to excel? Those are the things you need to work on all summer. When I train an NBA player, um, the first thing I do is, uh, I, and, and the great thing with me is I don't like throwing out names because I think it's corny. Not, no, not that what he's saying is corny. Is I'm, I've been in the game so long, and I can throw out a long list of NBA But he didn't say who he trained. With. He just said that that, that young well, man no, is that, 40. This is, this is Kyle Kuzma's training. been doing it for a long time. These guys train some guys that are really relevant right now. For me, it's corny to throw out guys' names because I've been in the game so long and I like to be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like to be behind the scenes because I've like I've lived this life and I've seen, I, you know what? It all goes back to Suge Knight. You know, when he said, with Puffy, all up in the videos mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Like when he puts out videos with, <laughs> with, 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 with Jay, Jay McDaniel, he's not in the video. You know what I'm saying? Like when he puts out videos, he's not in the video. He's he's showing uh, Ben McLemore knocking down the threes on the corner. He's looking at the work they did. And then early in the season when he got his chance, he was doing it. Then they went away from him, whatever. Right. 
but we're not trying to be in front of the camera, in front of videos and all that. The guys that are doing that 24-7, are you showing, who are you trying to impress? Like, to see trainers play their clients one-on-one -on -one and beat them? What does that mean? You got a quick shot off against a dude who don't really respect you like that. Can you do that against NBA players for 40 minutes, for 30 minutes, for 20 minutes? That's what makes a professional. So it's bragging to me. It's like, I don't want to brag. I just want to be behind the scenes doing the work, doing the right work. Guess what? This man deserves so much credit because he's able to have a player like Kyle Kuzma whose game is not supposed to be sexy. And he made it sexy. When he came out as a rookie, I know who he was. And no, the, the announcers didn't know who he was. They was like, he has an old man game. He has, he's a classic player. And guess what? Games into the summer league, they screaming, Kuz. No, they wasn't doing that for nobody else. Right. And guess what? He was doing it without a hezzy, without a spin move. He was coming through with the hook shot. He was doing a running hook. You know what I'm saying? They was like, yo, he's bringing it back. You know, he made it sexy again. Fundamental basketball became sexy because, you know what he said? Let's cut off the fat and get right to the meat potatoes. So now there's twofold. One, okay, one of the things I always tell kids, parents is, it's not my job. My, my job is not to help you reach your potential. It's not my job. My job is to help you surpass your potential. Reaching your potential in basketball from the amateur level is becoming a starter on a varsity team mm -hmm. by your junior, senior year and having a successful, that's it. Going beyond your potential is, I got all conference, mm -hmm. play of the year, first team all state, possibly a scholarship. Those are the special kids. Those are the, because you know, only 1% of these kids get a scholarship. Mm -hmm. Seniors, 1%. So think about it, that's special. Right. So what are we training them for? We train them for scholarships. We train them because there's kids in my program that I know might never play college ball, but they want to be good high school players. That's Their families can write the check for them to go any school in the country. They want to be good high school players. They want this to be a special extracurricular activity that makes them feel good about themselves. There's a lot of young black men out here that, and I think this is true with grown-ups. They don't like the person they see in the mirror every morning. They don't like that person. They wake up on them, and those are the haters. The ones that are, that, that are looking at somebody really grinding and really like, right now, I'm giving you my truth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving you my truth. I'm giving you like, like I cuss parents out if their kids miss workouts. And yo, what the fuck, man? Why you wasn't at workouts? Right. Why was your kid at workouts? Oh, he was tired. What? What are you talking about? Yo, lady, you got money to pay for him to go to college? Get him to workouts. What are we telling the kids that we know aren't pros? Or, because I've had to deal with this. I'm not going to say what school I sent him to. I'm not going to say nothing. But I had a kid who had three Division I schools, his final three. Mm -hmm. Right? And they're like, if you go here, you're going to play more. If you go here, you're going to play. If you go here, you're not going to play right away. Right. You're going to get a great education. It's going to be a great situation. You're going to get a chance to play possibly after your four years to go pro, get in, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the alumni 
back is crazy. You'll be able to do internships, all that. What do you think I said? What do you think I said? Ask us the question again. Where do you, where, what kind of advice are you giving your kids that are not pros? You know what I'm saying? Do you tell them to go to school where they're going to play right away gotcha. or the school that's going to help them in the future? You want that one first? The future. The future. The future. That's easy. But for me, it's that's like that's that's a given, the future. But for me, it's like becoming a pro is a process. Like it's but dominate every level. And then see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't close the book on it or on what could happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't say it can't happen early. You know what I mean? Let's, let's just dominate. Like you just said, let's dominate every level. Right. Because there's always, you know what I'm saying? Dominate high school. And you get to college. Dominate college. You know? And see where the chips fall. That's what I always tell kids. Like, but you got to be be in the now. Right. I agree Be with in that. the now. Like, everyone's skipping steps. Like, we're seeing that now. Like, kids at the McDonald's game, they're all skipping steps. They all they already got their name on an NBA jersey. And there's GMs there. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you have kids that are already thinking that I've made it. And we talk about this all the time. Like, all the kids that I've trained that are pros since they were young, like, they never played in this McDonald's game. Right. So, this McDonald's game is, like, uncharted territory. I'm constantly telling Jaden, like, you don't want to be the kid that plays in this game. Everyone's saying you're going to make it, and then you don't make it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to name nobody's names, but I know, like, kids that played in this game, they walked around, like, oh, like, I'm making it for sure. Like, I'm better than everybody in my city. I'm better than everybody. And now they're watching the kids that I trained. They're watching them in the NBA. Cliff Alexander was the number one player in the country. I saw him dominate Ben Simmons his senior year, Ben Simmons' junior year. And, you know, he became a cautionary tale. You know what I'm saying? And that's the saddest thing in the world because he had all, he had the world in his palm at right. one point in time. So... It's like if you're not getting the greatest advice, if you're not getting the greatest training, if you don't have somebody that's willing to hold you accountable, if your trainer is not willing to cuss you out, go off on you, and push you to a different level, then he's not the kind of trainer you need. Because remember, there's different types. Right. So it sounds like, and, I'm, and most of our podcasts seem to have the same message, the adults behind the kid are just as important or just as detrimental to the kid's success. So, for instance... It's everything. The circle is everything. Yeah, okay, the circle is everything. The circle is everything, from the trainer to the parents to the coaches. Like, but it's everything. And each of them checking each other. Yeah, I mean, it's checks so, and balances, but everybody has to hold the kids accountable. Like, you you got to give the kids the truth. like So they can't come back to you and say, you wasn't honest right. with me. You didn't tell me this was going to happen. Like You didn't say this was going to happen. Like... But is that like, happening though? It, for everybody, no, because a lot of these people don't want to hear the truth. So many people are telling them how good they are, how they're going to be future pros, or going to be this, or going to be that. Go get on Instagram and just look at some of the comments that people say to these kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to be great. You're yeah, the next you're this. The you're the next right. that. And then somebody tell you you ain't that good, or you hating. So now they they don't want to work with you, or they don't want to listen because Clint telling him how good he is. Now, mm-hmm. so now he don't want to work with me because I told him the truth. The truth, right? Or I push him a little bit harder. I make him work harder. You know, it might be a little bit easier mm-hmm. to work out with Clint. Like, not to say that's the truth, but, you know, I'm just giving you a scenario. And that's how it is, though. They just run to the next person that's telling them how great they are. And then when they fall off the face of the earth or they don't pan out, they look back at you and they be like, damn, you was the only one who kept it real with me. Mm-hmm. Like, you was honest. All those people who was around when we was popping bottles and we was in our section, mm-hmm. they don't even text me no more. They don't call me no more. Like, damn, answer X. All the dudes who played in the NBA, who are out the NBA, who go overseas, how many people hit them up? How many people they talk to 
But when they was in the league, can I get tickets? Right. What we doing tonight? Where right. you at? I'm going to pull up on you. Nobody, everybody say that. Oh, I'm going to pull up on you, bro. Hell, you ain't got no passport. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, you're not pulling up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, and that's how real it is, though. And you can go ask them. All the overseas players, they'll tell you that. Like, it's tough. You know, it's tough. It's a different life. Like, you're out there on your own. But when you was in the league, everybody wanted tickets. Everybody was bro. Everybody was sis. Right. Everybody was your cousin. We all had cousins. Right. You got my cousin. My cousin playing the league. Speaking of the little bro syndrome, <laughs> what's your take on the little bro syndrome? Come take a pic with me, little bro. It's my little bro. Get a thousand <laughs> likes on the gram. To each his own. I mean, you know. I just think like he said, man, like just keep it real with the kids. That's mm-hmm. your little bro. Keep it real with him. Mm-hmm. Keep it real with him. Like I, I'm always been, I, I'm about the process. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I enjoy like seeing, like really seeing these kids grow over time. You know what I mean? And take these steps and mm-hmm. continue to evolve like on and off the court. You know what I mean? Like it's a full, like I know for me and him, like it's not just basketball. You know, like it's, it, it, this is, this is real life. Like, Cause the ball, we all talk about it. Like the ball is gonna stop bouncing. Like That's we something. all, like, it, like I said, like it stopped for MJ. Right. So unfortunately, like it's gonna stop at some point. Like no one wants to think about that day coming. So right. it's like, if we're not developing the young man, we're really cheating. Right. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Like we're really like we really are cheating him. And so a lot of this stuff that we're teaching, and I think we can all agree on this, like. The work ethic we're pushing these kids to have, like this stuff, applies life. when you like to life. You know what I mean? Like, so when you finish college, like when you get to school, when you're trying to get that piece of paper, and you're trying to finish your degree, and you're like, oh, I want to get a master's, or or I gotta go get a job, and now I gotta go intern, and I gotta look for, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to find a job, like trying to figure out what where I, what direction I want to go in. Like you can, I always tell the kids I work with, like you have that work ethic, that mm-hmm. foundation is there. Mm-hmm. Like you know what it you know what it means to work. All those mornings when we were waking up and you were I was on you before school, after school, right. on the weekend when you didn't want to hear me. Now apply that same thing to now that next step, that next stage of your life, getting a job. You know what I mean? Raising a family. That's real, but to me the to me the little bro syndrome is a facade. Like it's it's really perception versus reality. Mm-hmm. The perception is if I post a picture with you. I really mess with you, but mm-hmm. it's as easy as I could have just asked him for a picture when I seen him, mm-hmm. and then whatever my caption may be, it's out for the world to believe. So sometimes it don't even be reality, but to everybody else, it seems like that's what's going on. Like when I say it's in a bad way, like we brought Jaden down to LA this summer to work out with Coos. I post a picture, you know, not even on some like, oh, I'm training him, but just on some appreciation for him showing love and letting Jaden work out with him and giving him free game. And I go home and everybody's like, Oh, he trains cools or he works with cools. I'm just laughing in my head like we only worked out twice. Right. Like I have been training him like that, but everybody it makes everybody believe that I've been working with him, and it's it's such a perception versus reality thing. You just you laugh at it sometimes because you never know what's really real. Right. Like you don't know what's real. So do y'all realize that the little bro syndrome is not something that we started in in sports. It started in food and beverage. You know what I'm saying? Um, think about this. You guys have been to classic food spots in every city you've gone to. And you look on the wall and you see 
pictures of actors and celebrities that ain't there. Mm -hmm. True. Mm -hmm. Guess what happened? They came in and they got a celebrity in the corner. Mm -hmm. they, they took a picture. picture. They took a picture. And the, 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 the celebrities have their pictures with them. Here you go, sign, sign it, put it on the wall. wall. It's right. all over LA. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now you got a restaurant that got mad pictures on the wall of all the celebrities ever eaten there. So now this is a spot I have to go to. Right. It's a famous spot because these people have eaten here. That's little bro. That that dude might have came there and the food was horrible. That's a good one. The food was horrible, but they signed a picture before they ate. Right. You you came here, you part of us. So <laughs> these trainers are with Instagram, they're like, you work out LeBron, you know, and okay, I worked him out. I didn't train him. LeBron is a trained thoroughbred already. You're just running him around the track one time. You know what I'm saying? Getting his run. You he's a thoroughbred. You just running around the track. But that's just, what but that's what should be stated though. Like you should say that. Like, you know, that's the opportunity to work with. Like it's not like I trained him. I got to work with him for a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, this past but, summer, but I was that's very few people do that. Yeah, but but who's going to do that? This is the hot I, I, I do that. I mean, I, I did it this summer. I worked with Rondo, who was my favorite point guard, for three days in Louisville. I never got on there and said, oh, I trained him. You know, I said I was blessed to work with my favorite point guard ever. I learned a lot from training him, and hopefully he took something from training me. Right. Like, he obviously came back, so what you gonna say? it wasn't too bad. I got a, work, I got a, a theory on that. This is the hot and ready culture. <laughs> Will Caesars? <laughs> yeah, Will Caesars. Yeah. Hot and ready, baby. <laughs> Like, don't nobody want to put no real work in? Like, I'm not saying nobody. Let me take that back. Right. I'm not saying nobody wants to put real work in. But I'm saying for the for the majority, like, a lot of people out here, they just want to, you know what I mean? Like, I watched him, like, and obviously me, this is, like, this is this is my right hand. This is my dog. Like, this is, like, like we, like, I used to work with French. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to, I used to train him. You used to train him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's different. Like, but I really, I, I, I've watched him work with, like, Jalen and then Jaden, like, when wasn't no coaches calling, wasn't nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it's like he 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 he's he's been there from here. You know what I mean? And and, and watch them come up mm -hmm. and continue. Like you know, like so, like and that's that like that's that's real training to me. Mm -hmm. Not not like every that's, that's development. You know what I'm saying? That's real player development. Like like riding through those hard times. Like like okay, like building, helping the kid build their skill set because obviously it's on the player. Right. It's on the player. At the end of the day, it is. Like yep. I, people always come at me, like, "Oh, well, you're like, no, it's about the player. Like, it's about the player. You gotta want to work. You gotta want to put the work in. Obviously, like, you gotta have some talent. You have to have something there, right? You know. But then, okay, it, as a trainer, like, it's like, okay, I'm gonna guide you in the right direction. Like Mark, like Mark said, I'm gonna help you surpass your potential. Mm -hmm. What people are saying, you know, like what what's your suit? Like, okay, this is your ceiling. Like, okay, let's smash that. Right. Let's go through it. Right. Let's go through that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let's, like, that's, it, it, it's, it's, are you process, like, I'm, for me, like, I'm process driven. I think, oh, we all are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Taking kids that no one's calling, like, for me, the, the fun part, like, is, like, mm -hmm. taking kids that no one's calling a pro and, like, seeing them or, or get to college and dominate and then get, get to that, that, that highest level and then everyone coming back, circling back, saying, oh, I always knew you had it in you. Like, I just, like, sit back. Word. You know what I mean? Like, I always knew you had something great in you. It's like, it's like that uncle or that aunt when you, when you graduate college or you're doing good. Like, maybe I always saw greatness in, right. in, in you. I was telling your mama that the other day when I seen her. Like, man, you don't knock it off. Right. You're the same one telling my mom I was a lost cause. Right. I don't come here with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what it is with a lot of people. Like, you see them talk about players like, oh, he can't dribble. Or he's an undersized, he's a tweener. 
You know what I mean? He can't. He won't fit at the, he won't fit at the college level. His mm -hmm. game doesn't fit. And then you just watch people circle back, and they're like, "Oh man, I was wrong." About I was wrong. Uh, you know what I mean? I was wrong. Like, or, or this kid. Like, and that's what it's like. It's about working. You know what I mean? Like, people got it twisted. Like, just because you got long arms and you looked the part, that doesn't mean you got great upside. Right. At all. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what people. That's what gets coaches fired, GMs fired. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're, you, you, at the end of the day, your work ethic is gonna determine your 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 ceiling, your upside. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like that, that is the core. Like, like not the core, but that, like that's like the most important thing is your work ethic. Yep. Like how hard are you willing to yep. work to get to where the team thinks that you could be? In today's game, what is the skill that you think is the most needed? Shooting. 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 You have to be down, able. Man. To and shoot the ball. If you cannot shoot the ball, you can't play at a high level. There's very few guys who are able to dominate the game without being able to shoot the ball. It's hard to find time on the court if you can't shoot the ball. It's not the old NBA where the paint is clogged. Right. The court is space. So to be able to play in space, you have to have people that can space the floor. That's the reason why dudes like Kyle Korver have a job at 37 years old. Right. Because you can shoot. The seams out the ball. Joe Harris. We can make more of the shooters in the NBA. And he was out the league. He was gone yeah. for a little while. Yeah. He was a G League. And, and G League. You know what he did? He's like, let me we get stronger. this game. Yeah. Let me get stronger and let me get these jumpers. He always yeah. had game. Like, that's a kid. Got to make shots. Yeah. You got to make it's. You got to make shots. And like he was saying, like, there's guys that you could dominate maybe not being a great shooter in, in the regular season. In the, in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Becomes a half-court game. Mm-hmm. So all that, like, if you can't score in the half court, you ain't going very far in the playoffs. And you got to be able to make open shots because everyone, everyone, everyone's dialed in. You're playing seven game series. Right. Everyone knows what it is. Right. And it's it's money time. Like all these announcers always, like I always hear Jeff Gandhi for years heard him say, "Make or miss the league. Make or miss the league. Yeah. That's all it is, man. You know what I'm saying? Is it? Is it like nobody cares about how pretty it comes off your hand? If it don't go in, you, know, you could kick it as long as it you goes in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so much of this change. Your scout say that all the time. He shoots yeah. a pretty ball. You know it leaves mean? his hand so so effortless. As long as it goes in. Make shots. Yeah. And I don't that. care how you finish it, how you shoot it. Make shots. Kevin what? Martin had an ugly jumper. It was a bucket, though. It was a bucket. Oh, he was a walking bucket. bucket. Who, who would you say right now is the best player you've seen in a long time? Like has the complete package, That's NBA, NBA wise, NBA wise. I'm biased. I'm riding with my guy. Cools, got it. I'm going with Kawhi. Kawhi. I'm going with Kawhi, like riding with my guy. Period. So let me ask you this question: If if that's your guy, do you get upset when the critics, the non-basketball playing critics, or even if the play those that play basketball, they come at him for certain things that he can't do? Do you take it personal? No, because he, I remember he said it like um, when he was getting ready for the draft when he came up to San Diego State. And he, uh, he was like, people are always going to say something about your game, good or bad. Mm -hmm. You just got to keep working. That's what I've always, like, for me, like hearing him say that, like, I've always held on to that with me. I mean, people are always going to have something to say about you. You got people that love you. Mm -hmm. That's just in life in general, but as a player, like, you're going to have people who love your game, mm -hmm. you're going to have people who hate your game. But you, you as a trainer, you don't take it personal. You, you can, you, I mean, 
sometimes you'd be like, okay, like, dang, like, they're going at my guy. But it's like, okay. Like he said, like, everyone's not going to love your game. Right. You have to take it personal, though. You, you, you have, have to. Human being if you don't take yeah, every, you, you, every single thing that's every you take it personal, but said, you don't respond. You, yeah. you, 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 you take you take it's it you take motivation. it in as motivation. Motivation, yeah. right? Right. You take exactly. it in as you know what? Where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. But we're like, not beefing like, oh, I'm about to call you. Like, yeah, no. Like a crazy fanatic, uh, like, like acting like a crazy fan. Like, oh, like you came at me. Like, okay, you we we should as as. As skill developers, we should look more for the critiques than the praise. Oh, you have to. That's how you because learn. what you just said, Kawhi said, you always got to work on your game. So that means if Kawhi had 40, but he missed five shots, you're supposed to go back and say, yo, he's he in five shots. Right, right, right. And we talked about that. See, and let's work on it right here. We're supposed to take tests and get 100. Right. Not take tests to get 80 or 85. We're supposed to try to get 100. And if we fall short of that, we still got an A or a high B. We still pros. Right. But yeah. if you fall flat, if uh, I didn't try that hard because I've had kids say, a kid was like nine for 17 in the game. I was like, man, you missed three layups by yourself. Right. He said, man, I'm not going to make every shot. I'm saying we're supposed to try. Yep. Yeah. That's the whole point. You're supposed to try to make every single shot. Every single shot, that's your responsibility. Right. I mean, but a real hooper gonna be like, damn, I left six on the board. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I left six Every on the board. Every I had twenty-four. But so is it a kid that plays three. basketball or, or is it a kid that's a but ball he, player? He said, he said a real hooper. That's what I'm saying. That's the like, damn, I should have had thirty tonight. That's how I used to look at it. Go check the box scores. Twenty-seven. I was eight for eleven from the free throw line. But peep game. A lot of coaches now get mad at their kids. For asking and looking for a box score. And I think that's the most ignorant thing in the world. The game is about statistics. If it was about statistics, take the scoreboard down. Right. And just put the clock up there. And then just tell us who won. Y'all calculate it afterwards. Like, like a lottery. The kid asking for his stats. You're going to say something. So my thing is, though, oh. how do you feel about when, when you're asking for the box score after you lost? There's, there's twofold. There's twofold. The type of kid that says... There's a the kid who on the Instagram that we lost. I had 30. Though. Yeah, he put a spin. Coaches get up at the press conference That's, and they got, the, they got the box score right there with them. Right. It's just like, anybody who said, like, I, I can't stand when coaches get up there and say, the only stat that matters is the, is, 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 the, is the win. But they beat you in the head about your shot attempts and what yeah. shot you made or missed. Like, as a real player, I want to. LeBron Man, is like the, you the said, genius. Home versus guest. That's all that matters. Yeah, but. LeBron, <laughs> That's the other stat. Remember when LeBron. Who got the um, most points? A few months ago. They ask him what happened in a certain segment of the game. And by memory, uh, he broke down that. every single play precisely. He knew the he knew how many points were scored. He knew what shot was taken. He knew what movement was done. Everything. That's somebody that stutters the box score. He studies the score. He studies like, okay, I missed that shot. I'm like five for eleven. You know, I should have made that free throw over there. I missed that free throw. I made two. Like, that's what you're supposed to be as a ball player. Every single thing that goes on in the game, I need to know what's going on. Like, I should have made that three. We coming down time. LeBron was early in his career. He was never taking a big shot. He was drawing and kicking for a guy to take the big shot. But guess what? Kyle Korver, if he's making $8 million a year just to shoot jumpers, when he comes to practice... Or he doesn't shoot jumpers. 
I'm supposed to give him that ball. He's a professional. He's one of the best shooters in the world. So why did LeBron get hate for making those passes? I just wonder that too. Like, even though Sherman MJ's title runs, it's, you got people making big threes. He made two championships from two passes he made. <laughs> and no one says anything now. So you think that LeBron's under a different microscope? For sure. Like he's been under one of the the, the most microscopes ever just because it's such ever. a different era it's ever. such a different era though. Like ever. if those people in that time grew up with social media like it is today, I don't know if they would have survived. Right. With all the crazy stuff they was doing. Like you can't even do half the stuff they did now. Michael Jordan was at the Just because at the you go Super out Bowl. allegedly yeah, everywhere you go, <laughs> there's a camera and somebody's recording it. They see you somewhere they're recording it. You sit down at a table, have a drink, somebody's recording right, it. Like, right. I remember when Vince Carter didn't go or went to the his graduation, got back in time, had enough rest, still put up damn near forty and missed the last shot. And they said he was at his graduation. He said he went to your graduation. But those but were the same people. But then, but then tell you, but then tell you, you, gotta graduate. you better get your degree. You, gotta get your degree. Yep. you better get your degree. Yep. So my man said, I put all this work in. I want to hit the ceremony. Yep. And he gave back to his community. If you ever go to his old high school, he built them a brand new facility, brand new gym. Favorite college player, uh, 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 French? Juan Dixon. Juan Dixon? Who you got? Michael. No. I'm going to say... Wow, I'm gonna say Michael Jordan, but it's close. I got I got a three way tie. Wait, wait, almost. how do you know I'm a three way tie on your favorite? But this is college we're referring to. College, yeah, college. So okay. I grew up in a different era. No, I'm Michael yeah, Jordan, okay. Len Bias, Kenny Anderson. Who you got? Those are the three I ran home to see. I was running home to watch Maryland back to back. Juan years. Dixon was Juan Dixon was cold. Man. You here's the thing, and, 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 and this, Baxter, Baxter, this is no Blake, Chris this Wilcox. is no whatever. But Chris Wilcox had the braids, right? Yeah. yeah, we like Juan Dixon is like I can see you playing like him. We ran home to see guys we wanted to emulate. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, like guards, a little dude ain't gonna be like. Yeah, I like Kareem. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Len Bias because he was just a goon. Michael Jordan because he was an alien. When mm-hmm. I saw Mike Jordan, yo, Mike Jordan was weird. Mike Jordan, first person had a wristband on here. Oh, we, we copied all of that. Cut, yeah, all that. He was, we had the uh, uh, the leg brace with the, the, the flipped the up with the red, yeah, red and black. Yo, when, when, when he was at North Trend Carolina. Centers. Yeah. When they, was at, they had the old, the old facility, the Carmichael Arena, before they built the Dean Dome. My, the the Carolina, they would run out the locker room straight, and then when they got to the sideline, they would dip and like drop their shoulder and like turn. And he did that one time. I was like, what, the, what, what was that? Like, that shit was crazy. Yo, I saw them throw him an alley. No, out of bounds play. He's standing at the top of the key, and the dude, they just threw it up in the air. He jumped up in the air, caught the ball, and kept going until the jump shot. He was different. And then Kenny Anderson was just perfect. He had no moves. He just, he had the perfect handle. And it was it was grace. So those three guys, the guys I ran home to watch and see. I had to. Clint? Bobby Hurley still seeing him in his. Yeah, he's yeah. still. Right, yeah, Arizona he State. He coaching, but he still see still <laughs> see him chips. a whole <laughs> lot of everything. When they he invited him to Arizona State to talk. He spoke, at, he, he said, this is the guy that. And the kids are pulling up on YouTube. They never really seen it. They like, damn, coach. 
He like, yeah, this guy here. Clint, who you got? Man. I mean, when I was a kid, the team that I really liked, like UCLA, my dad used to take me to games. We used to watch the O'Bannon brothers. Mm -hmm. Ed O'Bannon was, was one of my favorite. 94? 95. Davis? I mean, BD, BD was after. Mm -hmm. But like Ed O'Bannon, like that was like that team, Ed O'Bannon, Toby Baker. That was before. Yeah. They, had the, they had the big, yep, Cameron Dollar was on, Dollar Bill was on that team. George Zeta, Tyus, Tyus Edney. Tyus Edney hit the shot. Hit the shot. Hit the shot. Like, remember, being, remember being in the garage, he hit the shot, I'm running around the neighborhood. Everybody like, what's wrong with this kid? Uh -huh. <laughs> you know? But like, yeah, those UCLA teams, man, those, and Jim Herrick was there, them, them boys was, they was They came to Seattle. Them. That's when they yep. won the national title in the kingdom. Yeah, you're right. Mine was LJ, though. Those things are ingrained in y'all. You can't fuck with LJ. You know what I'm saying? Those things ain't ingrained in y'all. Like you just said, I didn't know where they played yeah, at. Yeah. That's something. In that moment, you had, I ran around the neighborhood, people looked at me like I'm crazy. That's Those are things that show your love of the game. You know what I'm saying? How many of these young men today are having those same experiences? Are we encouraging them They don't watch to have TV, though. They don't watch basketball. I encourage. I encourage my say, I'll be like, yo, did you watch? Are you watching March Madness? They'd be like, uh, <laughs> like they saw the highlights. They be front. Right, so they're not watching and learning the game. Like that's how we learn the game. Though. They're not learning the Spanish pick and roll. They're not learning the lift or hammer action. I didn't learn all the terminology though, until, I was, the until I started coaching. Once I, when I was playing, like my coaches wasn't giving me terminology. They wasn't giving me language. So I mean, it was kind of foreign. But then once I started coaching, I started training. But now you watched the game though. Yeah, I started watching it, but I start, but so so I when I when I when I was first training, I just watched the game and watched the game. Right. When I started coaching, I started watching the game completely different. Oh, look what they're running right, right there. Right. Oh, that's a cold set, right. and they're actually running shit in the NBA. They're not just playing basketball. Uh -huh. Like you, you see the game so differently. So now you're able to give them, give the players I train and coach the same game, like. You know, you're giving them from a training aspect and a coaching aspect. So you're getting it from both sides. You're getting trained, and then I'm giving you the coach part because I'm giving you the, the, the terminology, mm -hmm. the verbiage, the language. So you're winning at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. the best That's the biggest is. thing, though. So now we go back to language. So imagine, like, you know, I didn't know the term Spanish, Spanish pick and roll. So now what if somebody's like, yeah, we're going to run the Portuguese pick and roll. You're going to look at them like, what? Like, why you change that, bro? So, like, if you go back, <laughs> like, like, I'm being real. But why you change that? So, but if you go back and you watch the Spanish national teams, that's how they ran their pick and roll. They put two people in the corner, or they would run some type of um, actions where they'll get you going side to side, mm -hmm. and then hit you with the pick and roll, come off back screen, got the big rolling pop. It's like pick your poison. What you gonna do? Because if you drop off the help. On the big, while the other big's running back, you got the person who set the back screen popping wide open. The best players in the league, like, you, like, you need, like, see these guys on social media, like, they're, like... I'm watching hoop right they, now. They watch I'm hoop, watching like, league pass. League pass, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then there's guys that you see, like, that are... Because you're... The if you, if, if, yeah, if you're, if, you, if you're in the league, like, you've seen guys, You get like, free league pass, like, though. Like, That's the worst thing. If you're, like, if you, you follow guys, like, you see, like, okay, some of these guys, like, they don't really watch basketball. Like, they play because... They're great athletes, or they just they're talented. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Me. Like, so they're there, like, but they don't really they don't really love the game, like. But then, like, the, for me, like, to improve your basketball IQ, like, the best way is to watch a lot of basketball. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, like like yeah, guys who go NBA players that go to games. I love those guys. There's some NBA players who don't watch basketball. Yeah, there's a lot. It's like a lot of centers. Just in general, period. Guards, players, yeah. just players who don't watch games. They don't watch other people play. Like you'll hear some who's like, I don't like to watch basketball outside of like me playing and training. Like, right. Yeah, like, you guys use analytics. I'm not a big analytics guy. I'm not. I'm sorry. Like. It's it's a game of feel, in my opinion. Like it's it's a basketball game. Like if we listen to analytics, everybody be shooting threes or layups. The mid range yeah. game is alive and well. The one two triple pull up is wide open, but because analytics tells you that it's a better shot and threes are worth more than two, right? People settle for more threes than they do twos because they say if we make more threes than you do twos, we're gonna win regardless. Does Kuz does Kuz use um, analytics? After every session, you guys pull up your computer and you start breaking down. I mean, yeah, he might with the team. I mean, I don't. Like, I'm big on field. Like, you yep. got to, I mean, those numbers ain't, like, I mean, everyone everyone feels differently. But, like, the mid-range is there. Like, it's there all day. Like, it's there. Like, it's an old school. I, I always say, like, a real hooper got a mid-range. Where as a whole do we go from here as far as the coach is concerned, um, Clint? How do we make it better? The training space. I really don't. That's a hard question. That's like an open-ended question. Like, that's hard. Like, cause everyone's never gonna be on the same page. Everybody's agenda is different. Everybody's right? agenda is different. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's like trying to say, like, what do we do different. to get on the same page? Everybody on the same page and pushing the same thing as a country. Like, ain't gonna happen. I spoke to a trainer today at the McDonald's game. He said it can never happen. Also, it won't. Right. That's the truth. It's the honest truth. So we, the problem is, is that um, we're sitting here and none of us are chasing clout. None of us are chasing likes. None of us are teaching trends. When you started off, you said you started teaching trends. That's a trendy move. That's a dope move. I'm going to teach that. And then over time, you learn that I need to get, take, you know, take the fluff out. And get the bullshit you know, out your game. Get the bullshit yeah. out your game and let's, let's, let's be productive. But the problem is in today's society, people, the kids are entertained by the fluff. And if you don't have the fluff, somewhat of a fluff in the game, you don't get the big crowds and people, you know, lauding you and just loving what you're doing or whatever. So it's, you know, it's it's a double-sided, it's a double-edged sword, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people think like the fluff is what's going to bring me the money. It's yes. what's going to bring me the clientele. You know what I mean? So it's like, man, should I... Even if I think the game should be taught a certain way, should I teach the game this way? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to have the same clientele, or you know, what I mean, should I stay true to my core values, or should I just hop over on the other side and teach the BS and get the money? I've always felt so. Like let me ask you this: Hold on, hold on, Mark. What made you decide to stay to your core values and keep it the way that you were taught? Because I respect the game too much, and I, I'm, I'm only going. I can only teach what I know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna try to teach something that I don't know. Mm-hmm. You so, know? like, mm. that's that, that's the bottom line. Like, I, I, this is how I, this is how I was taught the game. This is how my dad taught me the game. Like, this is this is how I've always like what I've been around. And then you're around like when you're around like not to say NBA skill development, but people who've done it at a higher level mm-hmm. and just having respect for your OGs, the people who are above you, like that have been around. Like Mark's been around forever, mm-hmm. being able to. Being able to sit back and humble yourself and listen. Mm-hmm. Like, not trying to, like, it's a respect thing. Like, you know, like, 
we got respect for each other, like, you know, like, he's older than me, obviously, but, like, someone, like, okay, like, not having too much pride to be, like, like, pick up the phone and call him, like, man, like, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. You know? Like, not like, oh, no, like, no, nah, I'm not listening to him, like, I'm not, nah. Like, I learned, but I learned from y'all just as much as y'all learned from me, because it's always good to keep a fresh perspective out there, and he's training a current star, future, possible Hall of Famer, He's got a future possible, you know, a future NBA player, a couple future NBA players and so forth. So I'm still learning from them because the game changes. And if you don't adapt and change with the game, now you're a fossil. Now you're useless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like me, I'm not in shape to do all the stuff I used to do. I used to get out there and, and dance with them or whatever, but I can't do it. But I can tell you what to do. I can walk you through it. I can do the movements. I can do it with the basketball, mm -hmm. with the best of them. Mm -hmm. I can still handle like the best of them. I can mm -hmm. still handle the ball and do stuff that NBA guys cannot do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm learning, and, I, and I'm humble. That's what it is. It's about humility in this game. And when I see trainers that are not humble, they're not willing to have the conversations, they're not willing to sit down and do a summit. We asked other trainers. They were at the McDonald's game. Yo, come sit down with us and let's chop it up. They'd rather be back at the hotel chilling and not putting it out there and doing something to push the culture forward. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're trying to do. No, they'll do it. They just won't do it with us. But they're why, pushing why, their agenda But forward. why, though? They're not pushing yeah, the why won't they sit? Why won't they sit down with, with this, this type of... Why? This is real. He got the... He, 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 he like... We're going to keep it all the way above. Like, he could do it. He got the number one. The last time ESPN came out of mock draft, his kid is projected number one in the mock draft. Mm -hmm. He could be So, smart. like, he, he could be somewhere else. He could be he could be walking around big time. Right. These trainers ain't developing nobody that's in the game right now. Right. If we be honest, like, he could be walking around here high-siding everybody. So, why? I've I, I been, I been with this kid since he was a freshman in high school when he wasn't playing on, on varsity. When he was riding the bench. Mm -hmm. We've been working. And now I'm here at the McDonald's game full circle with him. I'm not, I'm not walking around high-siding. Like, okay, since it's, somebody put you on and invited you here, like, okay, that's to each his own. But, like, like that, like that doesn't give you, like, a, a, a pass to be like, oh, like, oh, I'm above because I'm, I'm, I'm here with uh, I'm here with the shoe company or right. I, I was sent here. Like, no, we're Like, he's here, like, to be real, like, he's here with a kid that he's brought up. Heavy lifter. He's yeah. a heavy lifter. I sit in the corner and be an anomaly. So I introduced him today to a, uh, one of these name trainers, and they didn't know who the hell he was. Am I lying? Nah, he's telling the truth. He's like, who? I don't know. Yeah, who? I would have said who? Yeah, one of the kids that's in the game actually. He did. He said, "Oh." He said, "Oh." Then he sat in the game. I sat in a little corner of the gym. I introduced. I said, "Yo, this is my man." Da da da. He said, "I said he got one of them kid number. I forgot his number." He said, "Oh." Oh, that's his work. Am I lying? No, he did. You know? His energy and his tone was a lot different after he told him, you know, who I who I've been working with. So you're saying that they won't sit down and we have this open conversation where we could just the guys the we guys could bounce philosophies off of one another. No, but that's how we learn from each other and we grow from each other. That's how we gonna disagree. Changes. That's the answer right there. We gonna disagree and what, we gonna what? agree, but it's just like it's just like you have me or your your older brother or sibling. We're going to knuckle it up, we're right. shake it up, and it's all going to be good. I'm sure that everyone didn't agree with Einstein and his his, no. his stuff, but they all sat down and respected it. But, yeah, but they're not willing to sit down thing, and respect No one discredits their work, and no one doesn't agree with what they do. They're all doing something well, obviously. They have clients, they have kids that right. they work with. Somebody likes it, 
different strokes for different folks. Like, guess you know, everyone's doing a good job with what they do. If those guys would have came and said, this is why we do this, I could have a different perspective because, like I said, I'm still trying to learn. Like, why you do this? Why you do that? Why you changing names and stuff? Why right, you, right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? Why are you doing that? So as an OG, is it your obligation to help the next generation of trainers? Yes. It's my, it's, it's my, it's my job to, to, to give them the cautionary tales. You know, to tell them beware of parents mm-hmm. because just being real, a lot of parents are, are bottom feeders. They don't really understand that they're bottom feeders. They feel like they're protecting their kid when they're delving into a space that they've never been in. Mm-hmm. They, it's not like these parents go and call other NBA parents. Um, my son is a potential NBA player. Let me call or meet another NBA mom or dad and ask them what their experience is like. Talk to them. Find out, oh, you're running something now, but as soon as that kid gets that first check, you know what they're going to say to you? This is my money. Right, and you can do the same thing for a college player, too. So first, a person going to college to find out the problems that's gonna, they're going to face on the collegiate level. But you, the problem you have with, with, with young men is their assumption is, I'm not going to have that problem when I come here just because you're not getting playing time. Mm-hmm. When I come here, I'm getting playing time. That's and they don't really understand that, first of all, you're not strong enough. Right. You don't know the system. You don't know the culture. You don't know this coach. He's recruiting you to get you here. When you get here, it's a different person. Yeah. And this is a grind. So the, the, the kids that come in that are humble, those are the kids that are successful. I had, a, I had a conversation with Devin Booker one time, and I said, when you get to school, the first picture you take on campus needs to be of you in the gym. If you do that, I know you're going to make it. You're going to go all the way. His first picture was in the gym, sitting on the floor next to the shooting machine in Kentucky, at Kentucky. One and done. $170 million now. Barely 20 years old. What, I don't know how old. 21? Just turned 20. Just turned 20. Yeah, mil. So he's going to be a guy that's going to possibly get a $300 million contract in the next few years. Who knows? Because he's still a baby. What's next for training, the training space? I mean, just to get back in with the youth on, on ground zero and try to develop players from the bottom and, you know, hopefully get back to this game one day. Like, this is surreal and it shows that everything can be brought to fruition one day and it's not just a dream. Like, it's not just hopeful. Like, it's been done before. How do you combat social media as far as them teaching social media stuff being put out there and giving a bad and wrong message and you trying to give the correct message? I'm not combating it. You can teach what you want. We just gonna keep producing at every level. You know what I'm saying? Then we worried about ours. Mm-hmm. And today we might go back and forth and crack jokes or mm-hmm. just talk a little mess, like whatever. You some might agree with us, some might get mad, whatever. But we just gonna keep doing what we do. Teach the game the way we know how to teach it. And keep getting these young boys better, and we're gonna keep reaching out to the people who've been, who like like Mark, like yourself, mm-hmm. that been around the block, and that you know what I'm saying. Like and at the end of the day, it comes back to like, it's like that's how I that's how I was raised. You know what I'm saying? Like my my, my parents, my, my grandmother, like you know, be a sponge, mm-hmm. ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this, that respect factor. There's people out here that can help you. Like he's trying to help us. Mm-hmm. You're trying to help us. Mm-hmm. Like who am I to be like? Oh no, we good. Like no, we all learning right now. Right. Facts. We all we all getting right. better. Right. Like we talk, we all here screaming. The players need to get better. Like no, the coaches got to get better. The trainers got to get better too. Right. 
Like, you know, like, we, like, I'm, I feel like I've gotten better, like, just having this conversation. You know what I'm saying? We taking this knowledge back and right. pouring it into the kid. Like, I'm a young boy, you know, with me, like. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's sixth grade, like, that's why he's here with me. He's seeing all this, like, it's the reason why I went in here. So you can see all this, go to, go to the Hawks facility, go to Georgia Tech, go to the game, go to the practices. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. Dream like it's, it's, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Dream. Like we're not just we're not just over here saying like, oh, it doesn't stop here with Jaden. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, we're gonna disappear like no. Try like no, I, 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 I respect Atope. Like he's Atope's here like every year. Every year he's here. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? He's got one. He, every, every year, year he's here. He's he's here next year, guaranteed with Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. Every year. Like he's he's back again. Like so he's he's been here, like they've been doing this like year in, year out. Like so you gotta respect that. And he does development, so it's not just he's not piggybacking on things. Yeah, and he has his kids working with trainers year round. Yeah, so not even even just just because you're competing or you guys are competitors or different. That's that's the part that is is like just because it's this shoe circuit, that shoe circuit, that this trainer, that trainer. Like you can still have respect for somebody. Mm-hmm. You can still have respect for good work just because we're not cool. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's part of being a man. Like. You ain't gonna you know like everyone. Saying? Yeah, you ain't gonna like everyone. Like, but I respect your work. I respect a lot of dudes' work. Right. But we get between those lines. I'm thinking, yeah, my dude's gonna bust your dude's ass. Mm-hmm. Like, he gonna bust his ass tonight. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, he got to. Long night. We, we talk about taking it personal. Yeah. We have to take it personal. If you don't take it personal, you ain't no real trainer. You're not a skill developer, and you don't care about the culture because we're, we live in a competitive society. So it's okay to be competitive. It's okay to flip that light switch. That says, and I'm being competitive, and then kill. turn that light switch <laughs> off when it's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, we talking now, we having fun, we're passing about what we're talking about. But, like, we see them people in public, we ain't trying to fight them. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys will talk talk on Twitter and be like, I'll do this. They're not, we're not trying to fight nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? we just giving a critique. We're saying we like this, we don't like this, whatever, whatever. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? And, like I said, I'll, like, I and... People have seen it. I have put out on my Twitter, you are invited to come to my workouts and critique my work. Mm-hmm. If you want to see me show off and do my work, you're invited to come out and critique my work at any time. And you can put it online. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you tell me. I don't care because guess what? I welcome those critiques because I want to get better as a businessman you know, and as a trainer. I want to get better. You can't get better if you think your shit don't stink. You know what I'm saying? You can't get better. So, so we're gonna wrap up on um, the podcast, and we're not even, we're not gonna call it the Mecca today. We're just gonna call it the Basketball Training Podcast, where we hopefully everyone got better. Uh, we have an esteemed trainer in uh, Mark Edwards. We have uh, Clint Parks, and we have my man Hot Bread. He goes about Hot Bread. He prefer Hot Bread. Um, and actually, hopefully, we learned something today that we all can can come together. But at the end of the day, we gotta get our kids better. That's the end, period. We out.